Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm an expert in performance and mindset, supporting business owners to create exceptional results in life and business. And I achieve this through coaching, training, speaking, and my online programs. I started this podcast to discover how other thought and business leaders create and enjoy success, and to identify the common strategies and techniques, as well as the mindset they have adopted to live their version of exceptional. My aim is simple. It's for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. You deserve to live and enjoy an exceptional life, but in order to achieve this, you will need to adopt new strategies and ways of thinking to accomplish your goals. Now, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any of these brilliant episodes. Head over to jeffnicholson.co.uk to register for my Kick Mediocrity in the Nuts newsletter, as well as all you need to know on how to connect with me on social media or join the Facebook group. Now, on with the show. This episode is brought to you by SalesFlare, the super easy to use CRM for small businesses selling to B2B. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. Now we've got a great guest lined up, a digital advertising expert. So most businesses are born from the skill, creativity and experience of the passionate person who develops a high value offer for many and often die because they only whisper that availability of the offer to a few. Meredith Callagher helps new and seasoned business owners find the right people to effectively communicate the value of their offer and moves prospects along their customer journey quickly. She helps entrepreneurs develop and implement marketing strategies that optimize for profit and meeting their customers, where they are with social media advertising, conversion copywriting, or the build-out of products on Kajabi. Welcome to the show, Meredith. Hey, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. I am really looking forward to speaking to you about the topic of digital advertising and all that good stuff. Um, But before we dive in, could you give us a backstory of what's brought you to this point today, please? Sure. Well, my name is Meredith Callagher, and I am um, a digital advertiser, like you said, based out of Miami, Florida. And I am... A mom of three teenagers, which also makes me a little bit old. <laughs> so I've, I do have a journey. Um, I started my professional career as a CPA, certified public accountant. Um, I, that's what I studied in college, and I went to the University of Mississippi, by the way, which looks like my son will go next year. Kind of exciting. To, um, and anyway, I studied accounting there, and then started sort of got the. I'm using my air quotes, dream job of an accounting major, which was working for one of the big six at the time. I told you I was old, but now it's the big four, PricewaterhouseCoopers. And I honestly, sorry, accountants, hated every second of it. <laughs> I was, and I, but I did it for six years, which is a long time in, in, in big six accounting world or big four accounting world, um, because they do work you really hard over there. But um, yeah, I, I just, um, it's interesting as counseling, like not counseling, but being a mother to a teenager, I, I tell them sometimes, you know, um, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it. And, um, I really love numbers and I love people, but, um, that 
working 70 hours a week on, um, and at the accounting in the accounting firms, when you're in auditing, it's not really about numbers. It's about reporting and all these boring details, like the corporations hire, um, will hire auditors to give audit reports. And that was so uninteresting to me, but anyway, so I, um, so I actually, because I was, I guess I'm sort of an overachiever and I thought maybe back then quitting wasn't a good thing. Um, I kept going and I went to work for them in Zurich, Switzerland for two years. And while we were there, the um, Arthur Anderson collapsed because um, of the Enron scandal. I don't know if you remember this, but Enron was this big yeah, company and they got in trouble for cooking their books, basically. Um, uh, and Arthur Anderson was their uh, CPA firm. And so all of it, Enron, Arthur Anderson, they all, okay, well, that was their demise. And I was out of the office in Texas, based in Switzerland. So I was out of Dallas and um, I had met and married another guy, my husband, I met at PwC and they had sent us to Zurich for two years. And um, when it was time for us to come home, they said, you know what? We actually gave away your job to an Arthur Anderson employee. They, um, the Arthur Anderson then flooded the other big six accounting firms, like probably a hundred thousand people or so. And just right at that moment, they said, you guys just stay in Zurich for a while until um, some more off jobs open back up in our Dallas office. And um, I was like, I took that it's time to go, you know what? You don't need to give me that job. I'm fine. I think I'll move on. So I took that as a, and my husband stayed, but I took that as a time to leave. And I really, I started my entrepreneurial pursuit. So, so I mean, sort of out of necessity, um, you know, but there was the desire that was there. And I did a lot of different things. Um, I also had three kids. So it was really nice. I, I, I enjoyed the flexibility of entrepreneurship for a while, for a long while, even before I, was really making very much money as an entrepreneur. And then um, most recently though, about seven years ago, I bought a franchise called The Scout Guide, which here in the United States, it's in 60 cities. And it's a beautiful kind of high-end magazine, The Scout Guide, that features local businesses in the cities that it that it's in. So for instance, I owned The Scout Guide Miami and I had about 40 clients a year and each of them we would photograph. We tried to tell it, we attempted and did so pretty well to tell a story of the business with one photograph. And then they were collected in a beautiful like coffee table book almost. It was like a hybrid book magazine. And then we also did social media marketing. I, I became basically an influencer. Right when I started, um, Instagram was just sort of getting popular and the, the franchise or didn't even have that in our contract that we had to have an Instagram account for our business. But um, but the franchisees, we all just sort of started doing it because we realized that was such a big benefit for the uh, businesses. And yeah, so I learned and, and it was super fun. I, I really enjoyed getting out and meeting all these local business owners. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I said I probably met 500 
local. I mean, I live in Miami, so there's quite a few local businesses. And so, and I mean, it was a hybrid of business owners where we, we featured like the best realtor and the best doctor. And I would give a business exclusivity. So I only had two realtors, you know, I could have filled the book with realtors <laughs> because they loved being in the book. And then I had the cute local ice cream shop. Anyway, I did that, but, um, I, it, it, the franchise mo- model is tough. Um, and it just isn't as profitable or I didn't, some cities did. So every, there, there are some scout guide owners that are doing really well with it, but it, I had a hard time, uh, really creating the profit that I wanted. And so um, after six years, I decided to go out on my own and I did a couple different things during COVID, but what came out of it um, for me in 2020 was I I put together my love of numbers from being with PricewaterhouseCoopers and my, you know, seven years experience of sort of growing um, besides other things, but growing a, uh, Instagram influencer channel, the scout guide Miami. And I, um, started a digital ad business where I offer Facebook and Instagram strategy for small business owners. And I'm actually, I went to all my, it started with all the people I knew in Miami. It was super fun. I got certified as a digital ad specialist. And then I was able to just go, Hey, you and you, and you, this is going to be really awesome for your business. Um, we can explode your reach and expand your sales with digital ads. And they were all like, yes, yes, yes. And, um, I have expanded now to also work with, um, online course creators. So it's super fun. And that's where I am. Wow. Okay. So, so for you, when you're, um, what do you think? Cause obviously we've got business owners of all sorts of different sizes who listen to this show, um, and all over and, and all over the world. But for you, what are the biggest mistakes people make when they're sort of going, right. Okay. We need to do some, um, social media marketing or, or we need to do some advertising at that point. What, what are the sort of the mistakes that they make that seem to take them down the, the rabbit hole? Well, if we so with Facebook and Instagram ads specifically, um, meaning in it, you guys, um, that you do through, so I'm not really talking about boosting a post on Instagram, but using like business manager on Facebook to create a beautiful ad strategy. When, if you had asked me that six months ago, I would have said the biggest mistake people make, and this is still true, but um, I'll explain. I would have said the biggest mistake people make is not having a proven offer before they implement digital ads because um, it can get expensive quickly. <laughs> um, and um, so what one thing that that these ad, the social media ads are really good for is if you have an offer that you have sold, if you're maybe a, a coach or even, um, um, yeah, or a course creator, right? Um, if you haven't sold it to anybody, it is an expensive way to test. And what, what ads are great for is if like, even if you've sold your course to 10 people or you've worked with 10 people, we can see, look at who bought from you and go mimic, find people similar. That's what's super cool about the ads, like the targeting capabilities or the, the demographic capabilities. We can go find people similar to your current buyers and like we can find 2 million of them (laughs) quickly. Um, So, but so that's one thing. And so sometimes people think they have a great offer and they, they're, they get super disappointed. Um, but the truth is, I also realize now that if you if um, if you're moving fast and you want to grow your business quickly, there's actually no other 
place like it to test an offer. So if you can go into it with that mindset, so this is where my answer would have shifted. Like, I, I think I'd say now, people might go into the wrong with the wrong mindset. If you don't have a proven offer, Facebook and Instagram ads are a great place to test it quickly. Like you're going to get answers really quick and then you can pivot. Right. So I guess like a mistake might be is could they go in with the wrong mindset? So, um, yeah, but I, it's great for people like even a local business that is selling in their immediate area, but want to tell more people about their service you can get it out there quickly with ads. Yep. So, and there must be, there must be also the challenge of um, actually how to write copy that converts. Cause what my problem is, is I'm, 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 I'm dyslexic and to compensate, I blather is what my grandfather would say. Um, so I just, it's, it's literally verbal diarrhea trying to get to a point. If I'm speaking to someone, I can very quickly sort of go, okay, this is how it, this is what you need to do. But it's trying to communicate that through the through the written word, isn't it? But yes. And you know what? It's honestly, it's testing. So that I think that um, that's another thing people need to, I, I think the one of the cool parts about the digital advertising is the um, capability to test, um, meaning some, your ideal client might adore your blubbering. Like maybe they need lots, lots of information before they buy. And one thing that, um, Facebook allows us to do is once, if we decide on a certain audience, like maybe it's men between the ages of 35 and 40 that live in Philadelphia, I, I don't know. We figured out those who's going to buy from you. You can set that audience up and then put two ads within that audience, one with one sentence and one with five paragraphs. And Facebook will just figure out which one's performing better. And um, they just, and they, they test them against each other and then they just start showing the one that works. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But definitely you've got to give it some time. And then maybe, maybe after you see that the long form copy, so we caught isn't working against the short form copy, then you might test another week, this short sentence from another short sentence. And if you'll give it a minute, if you have, you know, the money that you can invest. Um, and I don't mean a lot like testing some weeks, it sometimes, especially like my course creators, if we can just give it um, six weeks before your launch and put $150 in a week to test copy and test images maybe, or against a video, it can, it can, change things drastically for that intensive launch week and it only has to be something as low as 150 because i i know that um i know myself in in the early days and a couple of my um friends have made mistakes with the uh with the way you do the budgeting and the next thing i knew i'd, I'd spent a heck of a lot more than 150 dollars. so is it is it it might be better now of course well, I want to clear up. Yeah. So like you guys hear me on this. You do need to spend money on Facebook ads to get results. There's an ROI factor, but they basically Facebook and Instagram and charge you. I want to say that because most people, but a lot of people don't, if they haven't advertised yet, Facebook and Instagram ads are run out of the same tool. So um, when I say Facebook ads, I actually am talking about either one, right? Facebook or Instagram. And, and we can take the same campaign and only run to Instagram if we want, or only run to Facebook. But I, so, but I call them Facebook ads, but um, 
So when you ask Facebook to send someone off of their platforms, it's more expensive. Okay. So the most expensive ad is going to be to send someone off of their platform and buy something. Okay. And then the second most expensive ad is going to be to send them off of their platform and even get a lead. Like lead ads aren't very cheap. If you're, if you want to, cause some people that's a misconception. They think I'm just trying to build my email list. Well, that's not cheap. You know, Facebook's going to charge you for that, but for the testing purposes, we can test on platform. So meaning we can run an, um, an engagement ad where we're asking Facebook to just get like likes or comments on a post. And we use those kind of ads to test. I really like the video view um, objective because for two to 10 cents, we can ask Facebook to find um, people that really love a video that we're running. And so, oh, so they charge, they call it a result. If someone watches for 15 seconds, they call that a through play. So it can cost two and three cents to get a through play. That's really great for audience testing, but you can also use that for messaging or ideas. Like you could, te- you could test a message in one video against another video and see which one is better. And and yeah, so we use those cheaper objectives for the testing. And then we run a campaign when we've nailed the, 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 oh, sorry, I hit my computer. When we railed, when we nail the media, the messaging, the audience, then we invest in the, the lead campaign or the purchase campaign. And is there, is there any, um, does, does the consistency of what your, um, or how important should I say is the consistency from your ad to the content with on your other media, like your website or, um, all the other stuff, is that a critical part of it as well? Um, uh, sometimes I, that's, I was always the answer with Facebook ads, but, um, if you're, trying to grow your reach and it's so meaning you're looking for a lot of people that um, don't know you at all. So your cold audience, which is the Facebook ads are great for, then I, they really, they don't, they don't know all your other stuff, but they do need consistency from the ad to the freebie or really just to the landing page. So um, they've just, there's proven statistics. If someone sees an ad and they click to land on like where you're offering them, you know, or asking them to give you your email or give them, if they don't look similar, just like, just out of mechanics, someone will bounce the, that technical term. Someone won't, they'll think, where am I? So you do need to make sure that your ad is consistent with your landing page. Often we will use the same image, the same colors for sure, the same font. But if you are talking to your warm audience, I try to get it to feel as, um, as much as you as possible. Um, right. So people, um, yeah, so they, so it just makes your job easier to be honest, if you get there and you, you know, even your photo looks similar to one they've seen before, or your colors look similar, uh, they're going to recognize you faster. Um, and so it just kind of could save you money to be honest. (laughs) Okay. Now you mentioned the term bounce. Um, just in case people don't understand what that means, because sometimes when you're looking at the jargon, and it doesn't matter whether it's on an ad or a website, there's some weird jargon, and bounce is one of those things. What does bounce mean? It means that people, um, it's, and they measure the time, the bounce rate, well, and uh, the length someone stays on your website. So it's when someone goes to a web page and then leaves. So they have bounced when they 
pop on for a second and then leave. And so um, if they bounce super fast, then then they probably didn't read what you wanted them to read or download your freebie. Uh, so we want to make that as long as possible. We want them to stay on your site as long as possible or in the very least to get whatever you're trying to give them. And so if there, if it looks great, like if I just ran an ad with red and pink and turquoise and my photo, and then they get to this black and white website, you know, they will be like, where am I? <laughs> they, and they'll think they're in the wrong place and they won't give you another chance if it's a cold audience, especially, you know? Yeah, no, that, that's brilliant. I think that's, that's the challenge, isn't it? It's, it's providing the content that allows them to get to know you mm-hmm. um, or provide you with the, uh, the results that you're actually looking for when you do your test or when you sell. Right. Yep. It's true. If there was, if there was one piece before we jump over to the, um, the next part of the show, if there's one piece of advice that you would want to give someone regarding about being inf- effective in their digital marketing, what would it be? Uh, um, I would say start earlier than you think you need to start. Um, I be meaning, uh, and I, because first of all, it is possible to run your ads yourself. I love to, but so th- I see this happen. I've had this happen quite a bit with, um, a course creator. I created a course during the pandemic. And so I'm part of a group with Amy Porterfield. I learned from Amy Porterfield and because I, um, was one of her participants. I'm in a group with 3000 other course creators that learn from her. And so I, I'm not the only, there's about six or seven of us that answer Facebook questions when we can. And so they know me. So they come to me. Um, and Amy is a, is a supporter of Facebook ads to, you know, grow your reach. But what happens is people want to use ads for their course. They're, they want to do it themselves. They, get their course created, they're ready to launch it. And then they try to learn (laughs) ads in five hours. And it's a lot of information you need to soak in, you know, and then they come to me because they didn't have time to learn it. But honestly, we barely have time to really run an effective ad strategy as well because of that testing. It really helps to get your costs down, even though it feels counterintuitive because I sit there and tell you, you know, we should be spending money for five or six weeks, not one week. You know, they're like, wait, what? But um, yeah, so if you can, if you are even thinking you might want to use ads soon, start as, um, as early as possible and really, it's almost like get it ready because there's also... Um, maybe it's, maybe, you know, you don't want to do it yourself, but you want to have an ads manager do it for you. Then interview early, you know, get on their calendar. Um, as I mentioned, this episode is sponsored by SalesFlare. So do you have more work with your CRM that you can keep up with? While other CRM software expects you to fill it out manually, SalesFlare automates all of the data input for you. All you need to do is just head to salesflare.com and using the code SUCCESSIQ, you can get 20% off for the next three months. Join me and many other users around the world in using this automated and super easy to use CRM for small businesses selling B2B. Now, on with the show. Okay, so the first question. On average, how much time roughly do you dedicate to self-development a week? I'd say eight hours. And do you have a, do you have a favorite modality? Podcasts, audio course? Podcasts. Yeah. Um, number two, what book, and it could be any book, has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why? Um, 
self-development, I would say Untamed by Glennon Doyle, um, which recently came out about a year ago, but she just affirmed a lot of the mindset work that I'd already been sort of working towards. And um, really, um, so well, one of her mantras is we can do hard things. Um, And I like that. I, I like the fact that, um, you know, it took me a while to figure out just because it ha- it's hard doesn't mean we don't do it. We just. Yeah. Sometimes we try to avoid it, but sometimes we've got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that was sort of like I heard I can do hard things about six years ago, but I love Glennon's sake. We can do hard things because I'm really a people person. I love working with people. And so that implied to me in that, you know, yeah, things might be hard and that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, but it doesn't mean you have to do it alone either. Or to admit you don't know everything like we can do hard. I might need to go <laughs> ask for help or learn something. And I love that. But Untamed is amazing. Brilliant. Thank you. And number three, what app makes the biggest impact to your business or personal life? I think Instagram. <laughs> I love it. OK, number four, what's your biggest business mistake that turned into a valuable lesson and what did it teach you? Um, oh, there's so many, Jeff, <laughs> but I was just talking about this when I think it was. You're an entrepreneur. Oh of course my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But one that was huge for me was um, in sales to um, I lost so many sales before I even opened my mouth or started talking because um I decided ahead of time that, so when I was selling advertising, so an expensive, I'll give you numbers. The ad, the scout guide was $4,000 or $5,500 for the piece that most of them wanted the two page spread. And I would, um, well, there's, there's a lot there, but I would, um, decide it was too expensive for business before I walked in, but then try to go in there and tell them it was going to be great for their business. And I know that they read, they knew what I was saying or thinking just from the words I used or the body that really it wasn't for them, you know? And so I learned that, um, you know, and maybe shame on me for if it really wasn't good for them, maybe I shouldn't have walked in their business, which, you know, but also I, I do believe in the scalp guide. It just like, it, um, it's a, I, I was about to say it's a lot easier with these Facebook and Instagram ads because I think they're so fantastic, but but that's not true. Like I, I think it's really important to understand the value of what you're offering and go in there and be as excited as be super excited. And really my job is to communicate the value to this business owner and then like just be um Almost because I really if if so, I guess that's the lesson I learned is like what makes my job completely easy is to really believe that it's good for somebody. And when it is, you know, make sure I understand that I'm communicating that value to the business owner. Yeah, because you, you, your your body, your body language, the way you're talking, everything is congruent with what you're trying to do rather than you're trying to say something. But humans are just very good at reading. Exactly. <laughs> perhaps the negative side of life. So it's like, if, you know, we can look and go, that person isn't being entirely true, but you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, and probably the word, who knows the words I used during those sales, but they probably weren't great because they were kind of made up. I mean, and let's, uh, to be fair to my past self, I, 
I, I didn't understand that's what was happening in my brain, you know, so I thought I was being on it, but I, I think what gave me the nerves before I walked in there and the like, um, and that's another thing that came out of that is like, quit making it about yourself, woman. Like, you know, I mean, what if, what if they think I'm crazy? Cause this is so expensive or what if they don't want me to walk in here, but make it more, if you think about them, like this is going to be great. Yeah. You're already making a judgment call what you think, not, what they're actually thinking because you don't know the actual truth yeah okay that makes sense yeah so number five what are the challenges in harmonizing work and life and how do you manage them um i think in the digital world especially um i i manage turning off work by putting the phone away and it sounds silly but i'll find myself um because I, I love working and I, but I also love my friends and being with my kids. And so, but I'll catch myself doing work at, I don't know, a swim meet, you know? And so I just have to physically remove myself from the electronic <laughs> and that helps. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Number six, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Well, uh, I'm thinking about lessons I learned. I think that, uh, the exchange of money is the exchange of value. Learning that concept changed a lot for me. Um, you know, yeah. So I and that's I think that there would have been a lot of if I had like understood that they're paying for the value that I bring to them. Um, that could it would just you can imagine how that like would have changed that sales conversation. But just even 20 years ago, when I was trying little different things, if I had understood that, I wonder if some of those businesses would have worked out differently. Right. Yeah. yeah, No, that makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense. Okay. Um, number seven, what is your personal definition of success? Personal definition of success. Uh, it probably changes, but right now it's creating flexibility in my life. And number eight, uh, do you have any daily routines or rituals that have made a huge impact to your day? Yeah, I think um, one of them is waking up and um, journaling with, I do, I write down five gratitudes and then 10 goals as if they've already happened. So sort of a little brain priming situation, like um, one thing, like I had been doing it for like four years was, is, um, my kids will get into a college they love and have, um, jobs they want, or maybe it's college they want and jobs they love because, uh, when I used to worry when they're in middle school and, and that's happening, it's pretty cool, you know, to watch. And I, but I write business things down too. I also write, I spend quality time with my parents and I've noticed that since I started doing that, I really do. They don't live in the same city as me. So that's been helpful. But the second part of that is, and then, um, giving myself grace when I don't do it has also been amazing. Like, um, I'm not, uh, I'm I'm an Enneagram type seven, which is also, I think everybody if y'all aren't familiar with that, with the Enneagram, pretty much anyone that thinks they're ADHD is usually um, an Enneagram seven. Um, and so like, I don't know, I sort of have trouble with consistency. Sometimes I love to jump and, but that's okay. Like late, recently. So I think um, practicing gratitude every morning, but not beating myself up if I don't practice it, because that's just how I roll is been awesome. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, okay, so we're coming to the end of the show. This is where you get a chance to tell everyone how we can find out more about you, where we can go, and anything else you would like to share to the audience. 
Uh, the best places to find all the good things is at my website, MeredithCallaher.com. And you can, um, and I, I, my name will be on the podcast so you can see how to spell it. And um, yeah, you can book a free discovery call with me there. And we can, I'd love to talk, obviously, and hear about your business. I think it's so fun. And we can, um, you know, figure out if Facebook or Instagram ads might be right for you. Also, come see me on Instagram. I'm the same, Meredith Callaher. I, um, am, and I don't really use it for advertising my Facebook ads too much. I, it's uh, just because um, I haven't had to yet, to be honest. So it's filled with a little bit of digital ad strategy, um, a little bit of life in Miami and living with three teenagers. And I love to just have fun over there. So and maybe and, and I, I just signed up. So um, and is that your husband dressed as a star or a son? <laughs> yes, we went to a, a, a costume ball this weekend and he looked amazing. Every Everybody there was like, Our, that costume is my favorite. And he, um, you guys, he kind of looked like, especially if you're in the United States, you'll know, the guy from that used to advertise the Raisin Bran cereal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so mm. it's okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Just to say thank you so much for taking the time out and joining me today, Meredith. Um, I wish you the greatest success. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really enjoyed being here. I appreciate you and all you do. So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening. And it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. It really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast. And that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.